necessarily a sermon, but you, since it's the word of God being, being shared, you can, you, can, you, can, um, you, know, you can really listen to what the Lord is speaking to you. Government. You know, sometimes, you know, um, government is a very important thing. You know, uh, so the, the basic problem, the basic problem at the end of the day is government. When you think about it, government. People refusing to submit to the government of Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? Right, at the end of the day, it's your government or his, right? It, 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 at the end of the day, that's the, that's the conflict within me. I want to be my own man. I want to do what I want. Or do I submit to someone else's government? and control and right and so we have those two choices we have the government of christ of which we're called to surrender our lives to or, or we could live our lives the way we want so so whether we speak the government of the church or not has a lot of implication for our life and some of you i, I trust and hope that the issue of government particularly christ's government that you might think more deeply about and ask yourself is my life surrendered to the government of Jesus Christ, or am I my own chief? That's a valid question. There was a time when I am my own chief, and to be honest with you, there are times in the week when I'm my own, I'm my, I'm, I am my own chief, right? Every one of us can e easily gravitate to just living life the way I perceive it best, without asking God, without inquiring of the Lord, without so the government, the, the issue of government is an important one for all of us. And, and, and may we all humbly examine and say, Lord, I want to fall under your government more and more. So let's read Matthew 16, verses 13. When, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, of, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not pre revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Lord, I pray that in these next few minutes, help me to be concise, help me to be, Lord, clear. I pray that you enable us all to hear, enable me to speak. And may we take something home that, that, that can really encourage us to really commit ourselves even more to the church. Lord, that, that's a, a word that so many are uncomfortable with, especially nowadays. The church during the during the pandemic was was labeled not essential. And I remember when I heard that, I said, "Lord, what's happening?" Oh God, we are the most essential organization on the face of the earth. And so I pray that may you increase in us, Lord, our understanding about the church and the government of the church. So bless these few minutes. We pray, Amen. So I want to encourage you to take your role and responsibility serious as a committed member of the local church. You know, we, we're going to do a voting today, and that's a, that's a serious thing. We don't take that lightly. Um, we, we, we do that not only because we think it's good, but because we think it's biblical, that, that, that you can be a part of, of, of something in the local church. I think so many people have a loose connection 
with the local church. And the, the older I get, the, it's become so, 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 so wonderfully clear how important your relationship to the local church and your life will go in the same way. 100%. Your relationship to the local church will correspond to your life, or let's say put it this way, your life will correspond to your relationship to the local church. I believe that 100%. So much problem, so many things that we go through, and it's not because there's necessarily sin. Maybe there is, although, you know, to be, let's be honest, when we, when we don't discern the body of Christ, it's not a good thing. But, you know, there are a lot of good people but just their relationship with the local church is just really not that impressive. It's not that impressive. Let's be honest, right? Let's, it's not impressive. It's like, well, you go to church, but you say, it's not a priority. I know people who work out every day, man, every day. They go, they go to 5.30 in the morning, and then, hey, you going to come to Bible study on Tuesday? Uh, not sure. Man, do you think, you, do you, how, how does God feel about that? <laughs> so, so, so it's like, you know, we got to put a priority. And I think in our society, let's be honest, we've lost our fault. Our fault. Our, it's our fault. Yes, we, we messed up. And, and so people lost credibility. The church has lost credibility. But don't, lo don't lose credibility for the church. Let a man lose credibility, but not the church of Jesus Christ. Be firm. I could look at the church and say, man, it's a mess. It's a mess. But you know what? I'm so committed with it, with the help of God, right? As much as God gives me grace, because I'm not arrived either. But I want to be committed. I'm learning something about the commitment to the local church that I believe all of the blessings that I have in my life is in direct proportion to my relationship with the local church. So let's take our responsibility serious as a committed member. So Jesus rules his church. Jesus rules his church. And I want to just go through three, three forms of government. You know, this is going to be quick. Three forms of government that you should be aware of. Um, um, and so first of all, you have the Episcopal model, right? You have the Episcopal model. You have the archbishop. You know, basically this model is like one person rules and, and, and pretty much rules the entire thing. And there are forms of this. Um, it's a hierarchical model. Um, the Episcopal model comes from the Greek, which is translated overseer or bishop. So this is very, very popular model among churches. Um, uh, and these, um, these bishops, they make decisions. They make, the, you know, they make it for the entire, for all the leaders in the church, you know, pretty much they make decisions. And so this model is used by many churches, the Episcopal church, the Anglican church, uh, Catholic. How many English Catholics? How many, how many came from a Catholic background? One, two, okay, so a couple, right? Catholic background, or Orthodox churches oftentimes use these churches. Even Methodist churches use this model, right? So it's just the Episcopal, nothing like all these models are okay. It's not, nothing wrong. Don't think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on this model. You know, we, 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 you know, they're all, they're all, I believe God has blessed, is there are blessings in all of them, you know? So there's no perfect model, but you should be aware that there, um, that there are these models of doing government in the church. What is the biblical basis? Uh, a lot of this is apostolic authority. You people say, like, well, the apostles ruled the church, and they, they, they Paul commanded people what he to do. And that is true. Paul did. You know, <laughs> it's like 1 Thessalonians 5.27. 
First Thessalonians 5, 27, I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. That, that's Paul. He's not, he's not saying, well, let me meet with a committee. <laughs> it's like, there's no committee involved. He's, he's telling you, I'm putting you under oath. That man's authority. And I don't think he just has a, he, I don't think Paul has a trick like that. He's got a chip on the shoulder. He, he's speaking as an inspired servant of the Lord. He says, I'm putting you under oath. So the Episcopal model basically says, you know, there is authority on leaders. Leaders, you know, biblical, whatever. So First um, uh, Corinthians 14, 37. 14, um, if anyone thinks that he's a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things that I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. Right? So that's so, so there's some there's some basis in it. Um, the Episcopal model has some strength. It has weaknesses. A lot of weaknesses. A lot of you know, some strength. The Episcopal model has the advantage of um, good level of control over sometimes over false teaching. You know, because you don't you know one person. Um, it, it it helps decision making in the church. So it's not that bad. But of course, um, when things go bad, <laughs> it can really go bad because you got one man and, and if he gets full of the devil, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the whole movement, you know, <laughs> and that happens. That happens, you know. Believe it or not, that happens, you know. So, um, so yeah. So it's like, um, it, it could also, uh, and there could be a distinction between clergy and laity, which is not healthy. Okay, that's the first model. Second model, second model that you should be aware of. So you have the Episcopalian model of leadership that you could, you know, you have the Presbyterian model uh, of leadership. So you have a General Assembly of Presbytery, basically. Um, uh, it comes from a gr another Greek word, which means elder, elder. So it's like elders. Uh, members of the church elect elders to a session or a board of elders. And, and, and then this board of elders, basically, they, they are equal in authority together, and they serve and they rule. So that's a very good model, very common model among the Presbyterians, Reformed churches, Lutheran churches. So there are churches that follow this model, right? And, and that's... Um, what is their biblical basis? You know, Acts 14, 23. Um, Acts 14, 20, And when they had appointed elders for them in every church. You know, so there's, so you have Paul commanding, but then now you have here, um, they appointed elders for them in every church. Um, Titus 1, 5. Titus 1, 5. This is why I left you in Crete, so you, you might put, what remain into order and appoint elders in every town. So there is this issue of elders. And again, we, we, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, that, but I'm, I'm just trying to give you just a broad view of different forms of government. Um, this view has more accountability, which is good. That's a strength, you know, it's very good. Um, I think it, it avoids the distinction between clergy and member in laity. You know, you got, you got um, the lay, lay, these are terms that people use, laity or lay members. Those are people who work, come to church. They don't, they don't get their salary from the church. And then you have clergy. These are people who work in the church. This model you know, doesn't make so much of a distinction between that because sometimes you have lay elders, people who they work in the hospital, they work in the restaurant, but they serve as elders. And that's, not, that's absolutely right. It's, it's okay. But, you know, there's, there's also some, some negatives, too, in the fact that, you know, you can get um, um, elders that are, if, if you're famous, if you've got money, then they can easily, rather than qualifying them, you can get like rock stars, and then they they, they can they, you put them these put these people because of what what they have as assets, you know. So that that could be a problem. Um, so and that so that's that's the that's the Presbyterian model. And again, I have more notes, but I don't I don't want to um, go through. Then you have the third model, the third model. So you have Episcopalian model, 
you know, you got Chief Pancho, he calls the shots. You got the Presbyterian model, and you got a bunch of guys, you know, working together. Um, and, you know, and then you have the congregational model. All right, congregational. And in this one, um, everybody submits to the, con the congregation. The congregation decides pretty much all things. This is um, um, each individual church. Particularly, this, this, is, this, 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 um, this model is specifically designed to avoid what's called extra-local authority, meaning the Bible doesn't really, doesn't really support the idea um, strongly that an outside body has control over this local church. It, it's more like, no, this local church governs itself. That's really, that's really um, more, but, but you have denominations, and when you have these denominations, which is okay, nothing wrong with that, uh, sometimes these denominations can, can actually make decisions for the local church. You know, um, yes and no. Y you, can, you can argue that Apostle Paul did that, but even the way Apostle Paul did it, he, he worked with the church. He recognized that that local body of believers had within them authority, had, had responsibility. And so that's something that the congregational model um, is, um, I don't, how popular is this? What do you think, Ron? Is it popular? Not that popular, right? Not very popular. It was, um, um, but there is some churches. I know that um, Wayne Grudem's church in Scottsdale, his church is, um, is congregational, uh, where every member of the local congregation has a voice. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm actually, you know, I think that this is not, a, this is, you know, you might say, you might ask, um, um, which one is right? Which one is right? I, you know, I, I think they all have their strength. And I, and I think that, I think they all have ways that we can, there are going to be times, I think, I think when every church will have times when somebody makes a decision without committee. Um, there are going to be times when elders get together and make a decision. And, I, and I, I think there are times where the congregation has a role in that government. And today, uh, what we do today is an expression of, I believe, that the congregation should be involved at some level. That at some level, you should, uh, there, it's only right that the congregation would be involved in the government of the church. That we don't have to pick and choose a model. We could just be wise and apply. We, we believe that the best model, I think personally, this is my own opinion, a plurality of elders with affirmation from the congregation in big decisions. You know, Hey, what color of the carpet? <laughs> oh, boy. Get a committee together. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and, and, and let's put a vote. That's a waste of time. Let's be honest. But a pastor that's going to come, a church should have something to say. Right? So we can, we can prioritize importance of the issues. And I do believe that as a church, you have a responsibility. And so today, we are going to exercise that responsibility. But I want you to do it understanding that I do believe the this is biblical. This is not just wise, because I think it seems like a good idea. It's actually biblical, right? Um, and I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to give um, just a couple of bases why, why we think this is important, that you as a church member, right, wherever, you, and this applies whether here or any other church, I believe, um, you have um, a, you have a responsibility in the government of the church, not the ruling of the church. May, 
you know, a lot of people get confused. There's only one king in this world, Jesus Christ. He's the ruler. But rulers have government, <laughs> right? right? A good ruler has a good government, and a government involves the, the delegation of responsibility that, um, that ultimately, right, it's the king, right? The king, this is a kingdom. This is not a democracy. <laughs> but so he's the king, he's the king, and he's a tremendous king. And he's and he commands. He's like the king of kings, right? Uh, what can I describe? He's like the king, he's like king on steroids, right? But he's like king. In every sense of the word, he's a king. So so don't ever confuse that. He is a king. But in his kingdom, there's a government. And in that government, it pleases the king to include you in that government. But so at, at the end of the day, it's his, it's his pleasure. He, he, it's God, Christ is pleased to say, you are people. And upon this rock, I will build my, and I'm going to give you the key. It pleases Jesus Christ to do that. So this is not a, a matter of like, this is a necessity. No, this is his pleasure. He wants you and I to be, and that that desire that we would reign with Christ starts at the, in Genesis, right? It starts in Genesis. He made man, right? Let us make man in our image, what else? That they might have dominion. From the very beginning, God, God created man with one idea, and that is to rule with him. You're no slouch. You're not like this, like a peasant coming in, you know. Uh, what's my role? You know, I'll just sit. No, you are a, a royal priest before God. Amen? Now, many of us don't live with that. Many of us don't just, and, and that's sad. Let's be honest. We're like, well, whatever. But you are a royal priest. You have, in Christ, if you can just for a moment pause your failures, pause your guilt, pause all that stuff that tells you that you're a loser, right? <laughs> we all have that. We all, I have multiple channels. I don't know about you. I've got several channels. I'm a loser, right? So, but, in, but there's another channel. It's called the channel, right, of the word of God. And that one is like a trumpet. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> and I, I, I am victory in Christ. I can do all things in Christ. So at the end of the day, what channel do you want to listen to? But I said, put your, put your heart and your mind on the word of God, and you're going to learn that you are, you're not just regular Joe. You are special, uniquely special. I mean, I was, I was really, I was really like, I've been reading and studying, meditating on Ezekiel's vision, Ezekiel chapter one. I, that's what I did that for the whole vacation. I took Ezekiel one. It was just like, just, and I, I was just so humbled by the vision of Ezekiel, because the essence of that vision is to give, is to give Ezekiel. Let me tell you what man is. At the end of the vision. And you see these creatures flying and wheels within a wheel, and they're touching. And when the wings touch, they, they blast out praises to God. It's like this really crazy vision, you know. But the vision ends with an expanse. And here comes a platform, a throne. And guess who's sitting on the throne? One in human form. <laughs> so he sets the tone. Ezekiel. I'm going to show you something about man so that you, when, when, I tell, when, I, when I send you to my people, you're going to have a vision of what, what, what man is. Amen? So, so, so I want you to have a vision for that. 
So let's read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. Just going to give you some scriptures, and then we're going to move to our vote. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him, Christ, as head over all things to the Pope. To the Pope. To the church. Gave him as head over all things to the church. That sets the tone, right? Um, the church is, is supposed to be involved in choosing men and women to serve, right? Acts 1, 6, and 7. Look at, look at Acts chapter 6, verses 1 and 7. Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So that all these widows were being neglected. And the 12, right, the 12 apostles summoned, summoned the Pope. What did he summon? Who did he summon? The full number. The full number of what? The community, community organizers of the disciples. The full number. Every one of you, come on, we need to have a meeting. Every one of you, come on. Full number. The 12, they understand. They're operating. The 12 are operating under a principle. They understand how government is supposed to happen. They could have said, we're here. Nothing to fear. <laughs> right? Do this, do that, do this. Right? No, they didn't, they didn't do that. The first thing they did, summon the full number of the 12, of, the, of all the disciples. Get them together. We need to train them. Right? We need to train them and said, it's not right that we should give up the Greek kingdom, the word of God, to serve tables. Right? Therefore, you brothers, pick out, right? Verse 3. Um, Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you. You do it. You pick him out. You, if you're, I'm, we're not going to pick him from you. Sorry. But you're the, you're the apostles. You walk with Jesus, Peter. Please, just tell us. No, you do it. Right? That's what basically he's saying. He said, no, 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 I'm, we're not doing this for you. You guys, you guys come and you pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. You guys do it. You see already the church involved? Uh, he, these are people who are not spectators. Too many spectators in the house of God. We come in, listen, and go out. That's not the, that's not the word. That, you're supposed to be involved. You're supposed to be like, yes, no, perhaps, maybe, <laughs> like, like something, right? We, we got to cultivate that. Too much in our society is too much spectator. And I think somebody once said this, that the television, and I thought, really, that's very interesting. Uh, television made us spectators. I think first radio but radio was a, more of a, of, a, of a hearing thing, so you're, you can do something else. But TV particularly made us spectators because now people are talking, but you never speak back. And it's amazing, I think, that that culture, that mindset came into the church. So so many of you, I can look at you, and it looks like you're watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Some of you are, like, watching The Little Rascals. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I can tell what movie you guys are watching, right? <laughs> but, you know, the idea that, that it's supposed to be interactive, supposed to be involvement. Amen? How many would like to see the church more involved in when we gather together? Say amen. Four of you. Good. So we can start. We can start with that, yep. Um, brothers, you pick out 
whom we will appoint. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry. And what they, and what they said pleased the whole gathering. It pleased the whole gathering. And they, they, who's they? The apostles? The full number of the disciples? They chose Stephen. It wasn't the apostles. Now, this congregation is very different from today's congregation. They chose Stephen. Man full of money. Lots of money. Right? That's how we choose today. Ooh, they have a lot of money. No, full of faith and the Holy Spirit. This is a wise congregation. These are true disciples. They're not like, they're not like, they really understand. What, and they understood what, what was required. They chose it. Man full of faith and the, of the Holy Spirit. All right, and then um, these, and verse 6, these they set before the apostles. They prayed and laid hands on them, and the word of God continued. Look at that. The word of God continued to increase. When the church was involved, God blessed it. It didn't hinder the progress of the word of God. It didn't hinder what God wanted to do. So, so you know, be involved. This is the beginning. Ron and I have been talking about, like, doing membership, official membership. I am a big fan of membership. I, I was not a big fan of membership until I became a pastor at Hope. And it changed. I was like, man, membership is a wise thing because there's, there's so much mixture in church that membership at least helps me to allocate. These are the ones who have made a commitment to the church so we can then hold them accountable. We can say, okay, you, saw, you, you made a commitment to the church. Okay, we, we need you in this area. And I think without membership, I, I, it, it just it, we lose a little bit of that, that uh, uh, just be able to do that. And we're looking to do that. So we're, we're going to hopefully put something. So this is the beginning. And, um, and so we're going we're gonna to transition now to the congregational vote. Okay. Um, can we ask Laura and the children to come in? If you don't mind. I know it's been only 20 minutes. I thought it, I thought it would be 20 minutes. So we're going we're gonna to ask them to come in. Uh, why? I'm voting yes for a thousand reasons. I could, I could probably tell you so many things that the Lord has done. I'm voting yes for many, many reasons. Um, I, I see the Lord doing this. My heart is excited. My heart, you know, if I start crying today, don't be surprised. Because it's been a long time praying, saying, Lord, bring someone that can run with me. I hope I can run with you. <laughs> He's all over the map, too, yeah. <laughs> There's so many reasons that I, I'm, I'm so grateful to God for, for Ron and for what the Lord has brought the right man. He really has. And I can only tell you that because uh, there are some things that I see that I, I, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to find that kind of impulses, you know. And I was just talking in my, in my um, just being with him. And I, it just, I leave there, I'm like, man, this is so wonderful. Because it doesn't have to be that way. There could be differences, and, and praise God, the differences may not even have had, have had to be anything that would shut us down, but I'm glad and grateful to God that I, I find, I have not yet found a difference. I'm sure there are, but I haven't really found them. And it's, wow, this is incredible. One of the things I, wanna, I just want to say is um, his, his, um, the thing that has really gripped me is, is this whole thing about commitment to the house of God. It's hard to find people 
that can really appreciate that and the, that the importance and the priority of a commitment to the house of God, to, to one another, to care for one another. Most people are content to just simply come to church once and then be done, and then that's it. But then there's no more commitment to their brother and sister. And there, um, from the very beginning, I've been wanting to have a family. I said, Lord, I want to die with a, with a spiritual family that we, we can look and, and recall the goodness of God. And, and I just appreciate that. So I believe that the Lord is strengthening the testimony. You know? The Lord is strengthening our testimony as a church. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. I felt like the Lord put that in my heart a few weeks ago. I'm strengthening the testimony. Look at Matthew 18, 16. Matthew 18, 16. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And I believe that God is God is going to strengthen the testimony. For, for 10 years, it's been primarily one, one person speaking. And I know that's for some people, they say, like, that's, just, that's just a manual, right? That's, ju- that's just a manual. That's just the way he does things. That's, I, think, I, I think perhaps it's, it's, natural, it's natural to think after you hear somebody for so long, that's just a manual. That's just the way he says. I, don't, I disagree with that, but that's just a man. I think this is what the Lord is going to do. The Lord is going to, without us talking, the Lord is going to reinforce the testimony in my brother Ron. And some of you are going to say, you know what? The Lord is saying the same thing that has been said for the last three, four, five, six years. And the Lord is going to strengthen it. And that's good. Because we, because it's in the presence of two or three witnesses that something's established. So as long as I'm preaching by myself and, and lifting up the glory of God, it's useful. To some extent, God, praise God, because the Holy Spirit. But there is something about two or three. There's just something. That you'd be like, the Lord is speaking. Right? When you get right, something happens. You go to Walmart and, hey, the Lord loves you. Oh, hey, thanks. You go to Target. Hey, I just want to say the Lord loves you. You'd be like, whoa. <laughs> right? You'd be, you'd be like, okay, wh- what was that all about? Right? What's the difference? They said the same thing. It's just confirmation. We need that second one. For some reason, there's something about that second, right? And isn't the Lord good to us? How many of you have had dreams and it's like, okay, whatever. And then a week ago, a week later, you have the same dream. You're like, okay, Lord. Speak for thy servant is listening. <laughs> you know, but, but it's like you start to see like the things that two times it confirms what maybe you, you may have said, maybe this is the Lord, maybe this is not. But then when it happens a second time, there's just something that and I think that's a blessing, and I think that that is a gift from God. That is a, a, a that is a sign of his mercy to because he doesn't have he could just say, Look, I just spoke to you once, and that's good enough. Right, he's God, but he knows our frailty. He knows our he know he confirmeth the word of his servant. Says in Isaiah, I love the fact that he confirms. So I believe that God's going to just confirm things in all of us. You know, concerning Jesus Christ, concerning. So I'm excited for this, and so many reasons. Um, I see tremendous harmony 
in our theology, in our philosophy of ministry. Philosophy of ministry can be very different from pastor to pastor. I mean, theology is almost easier to find agreement, but philosophy of ministry is harder. And as we've been sharing, I'm like, man, this is so awesome. We're like aligned with the philosophy, our philosophy of ministry. And there's things, still things we're still examining, still things we're going over. But it just seems like the Lord is really affirming the unity and the harmony that is necessary. How can two walk unless they agree? Right? So that this, this. I don't want to. I think this time of evaluation was very useful for me. Hopefully for you too. Um, so many things that I feel I've gained over the last two months that we've been doing this, right? Things that I, I think I've, I've, I just am grateful to God for this. For this, it has been a blessing. It has been a joy. I hope that you have sensed the joy of the Lord in all this, and grateful to all of you who have prayed. Um, thank you so much. Um, and so we're we're going to go into this and. Um, Commitment and also a proven commitment to urban ministry. Proven commitment. Why do I say proven? He had many opportunities to go elsewhere. As you know, he shared last week. You know, one of the questions that I have to ask is like, how, is this person using us as a stepping stone for their ministry? Right? I, I have to ask that question. Whenever somebody comes to the door, hey, we've had other people that wanted to be pastors or wanted to be, and it's like, and you have to ask the question, are, are we just a stepping stone for their ministry? Gl- gladly, I think in some ways because we're small and because, you know, urban ministry is really, really unique and different from suburban ministry, um, not many want to come to urban, right? But many want to rather have suburb, go to suburb, suburban church, get a nice 50 grand salary. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice, you know? And uh, just have your, your health insurance paid for. Nothing wrong with that, but it's like, wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> how does that feel? Tell me, how does that feel? You know, because it's like you're, you're, living, you're living by faith. Amen? We're living by faith. We're not, you know, and I, I'm so glad that the Lord has sent someone has turned down much more offers that can benefit him financially and his family. And he said, no, I want to be here among the poor, among the urban. And that's, that puts me at ease. It's like, I think we found a keeper, right? I f- right? I think we found a keeper. Man, urban ministry is, is not easy. Not easy by any stretch of the imagination. You know how easy it is? Uh, so in comparison, you know, everything's taken care of. You have money flowing left and right. You know, you can put so much. Here is like, what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, you're just like living in the wilderness with God, but I would have it no other way. Amen? <laughs> uh, I've seen miracles month to month. I said, Lord, how are you going to meet the rent next month? And I, I've gotten to the point, you're going to do something wonderful. And then, boop, get a check. Wow, that is. Isn't that wonderful, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Rent paid for, you know, mortgage loan paid for. You know, whatever. And, and, you know, I've seen miracles. You know, God just providing, just God, you know. And then also pushing us to sacrifice. There is no surplus. 
So we sacrifice of our own time, our own money. We sacrifice for, for the good of God's name. Amen? And so I, 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 I don't want to be anywhere where it's just like so comfortable that you don't have to sacrifice anything. So anyway, we're going to get to that. So what we're going to ask, this is the procedure. We're going to ask those who are attending Hope Church and Allentown Fellowship Church for at least six months, right? If you've been attending for six months, we are going to ask you, don't do it yet. We're going to ask you to stand. We are going to give you a piece of paper, all right? If does everyone have a pen or do we need pens? Do we have pencils? You have, a, you have one pencil? Can you break it up into smaller pieces? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what was that? <laughs> Who needs a pencil? So, um, so the first thing we want to do, if you, let's stand up. If you have been, um, if you have been um, attending the church, whether regularly or irregularly at Hope Church for six months or Allentown Fellowship Church, why don't you stand? Why don't you stand so we know if, um, uh, if, if you've been attending um, Hope Church or Allentown um, Fellowship Church for six months, or more, um, we're going to ask you to stand, all right? And if you need a pencil, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to come up, but, you know, but we're all voting. We're all voting. We're going we're we're to do something in a few minutes. I don't know if you want, you want to speak a few words? You know, you want to come up and just share? All right. Um, before we hand out, I want, want you to share, because I don't want them distracted. Amen. So I guess I'll, uh, <coughs> as I was listening to Pastor uh, Emmanuel talk, it was almost like he was trying, like talking to, Hope, right? Mm -hmm. Your family, mm -hmm. letting them know yep. why you're convinced this is of God. So let me just talk to my AFC family, mm -hmm. like, and, l and let you know. I could easily just say diddle, <laughs> and that would be easy, um, because I, I do. I, I'm thankful to God for crossing my path. But so let me just say this to AFC, as you guys know, because you've been there from day one. When we went up to Allentown two years ago to start Allentown Fellowship Church. From the very beginning, one of the prayers that I always prayed was, oh God, if there be another shepherd of like-mindedness that you would let us have the church. Can you guys attest to that? Can some of you attest to that prayer? Okay. So, so when you say 10 years, I've been praying this prayer for two years because it was never just about Ron's church. It's about reaching people with the gospel. It's about proclaiming Jesus Christ. And so AFC, we got started with that in mind. It wasn't about programs. It wasn't about form. It wasn't, a, it was like, let's just get up there. Let's just get up there. At the adverse advice of some other people who said, that's not how you do it. You got to get a brand. You got to get a name. You got to, we just want to take Christ to the hood, okay? I don't think it's complicated. Okay. But always praying Lord, I know there has to be somebody else up here who's already doing the work in the ministry. Just join our hearts together. And so I'm, I'm like, God, this is an answer to prayer. 
I code AFC. You guys, you know I've said this, I think, to most of you guys. I know I've said it to Monique. And, and please, just hear my heart on this. I really don't care how the vote goes. So they don't want you, Ron. No problem. Can I come and worship here? Because I believe. <laughs> we got, so so can, can I come and worship? Can I come and just use my giftedness there? That's how sold out I am and convinced I am that this man is an answer to prayer I've been praying for two years. Because it's not about him. It's not about me. We want to use what God has called us to do and reach out and pray, period. Amen. So I'm excited. AFC, I think you guys already know. I've said it, you know, in the home that, that yes, this is a big yes for me. I'm certainly voting yes that we join our churches. And uh, so I praise God for you, man. I praise God for hope because you, we're all one family. Amen. The bottom line, right? You've you just been worshiping here. We've been worshiping there. We are one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Amen? Amen. And so just to meet more brothers and sisters in Christ and then to meet a shepherd of like-mindedness, I'm stoked. So, amen. 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 Well, if you don't mind, um, Denzel, why don't you come over here, bud? And um, then you can help me. You can help me. Um, he's one of our Hope Kids, you know? He came um, Hope Kids Drama Camp. There he is, man. The big boy now. So when you give out some here. And Kelly, why don't you give out some? For those who are standing, just those who are standing. So take those and um let me give you um you're gonna take it, take you can put your name, um, you know, put your name. If you don't want to put your name, that's fine, I guess. Um, um all right, listen up, just uh, as you try try to listen up, some instructions. Um, you're gonna read the question, you're gonna mark yes. And you don't have to supply any explanation. If you say no or undecided, just give me a brief, brief explanation. You know, undecided. Uh, short, too sh evaluation too short. Um, don't know the man. Once you get a piece of paper, you can sit down. You can sit down. All right. So um, go ahead. Put your name. Um, yes, no, or undecided. And very simple. It's not complicated. Uh, <laughs> you guys can fill out your own. Take take one minute. All right, this is a wonderful moment, special moment in our in our history. Again, if you if you say no, you could say just a brief reason why not, or undecided, which is fair. And you could say no or undecided, and you're you are loved. Your your standing is not in any way jeopardized. We just want just honesty and, and just we love you. It's nothing. You don't have to say yes. You know you can have your reasons, but just want to um, give you that. Um, when you're done, you're gonna fold the paper in half, right? You're gonna fold the paper in half, and then I'll ask, I'll ask Denzel and um, and Kelly to collect them. But we'll give you, um, we'll give you a few more minutes. I've already got some votes that came in. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Juan. We got your votes here. So.
We worked hard on, on election integrity, by the way. Finally, Arthur got it. <laughs> Where are you guys? You guys are re relax. You know, take a deep breath, yo. All right, we we have a slide. Uh, anyone need more time? Anyone need more time? All right, we have a slide that will probably give you an updated counter. Um, Right, an updated counter, and, and uh, so we're, you know, and so this is gonna be good. Looking forward to it. You know, I said, you know, this is a very special moment, you know, and um, I believe that God is gonna reveal His will through this. Amen. Can we make it more dramatic? Do we have background music? You know, <laughs> drum rolls. You know, I like drama. Come on, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Abby, remember what I told you? I showed you how to do that, right? So let me want to make sure I don't get anything. All right. Yes. I don't see piles here. Yes. 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 Undecided. Yes. Yes. Feel the tension. Toledo. <laughs> yes. Just keeping you honest. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.
I want to take a guess? Let me complete it Bronx style. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> That's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you very much. <laughs> Can we stand? Can we stand? Yo. This is a very special moment for me. Just to have a, a, a partner. It started yesterday. I was starting weeping yesterday because I knew that the Lord was going to be good today. Ten years by myself, yo. You know how hard it is, right? And I'm just prayed and asked God to bring me. And I, there's so many wonderful things. I, I'm just so glad you brought you and your family, Monique. Come on, Monique. Why don't you come up, Monique? You know, I, I prayed for. I prayed many years for a couple. Lord, it'd be good to have a couple, you know, and um, let me come up, and um, you know, God, God gave us a, a wonderful couple, 28 years of marriage, I mean, that community, this community, that is so beautiful, for the, for the kids, do we want to see them also married for 20, 30 years too, you know, we give them a model, you know, that, that they can see, and they, their lives can be different, and we're so grateful for, um, you and um, can I ask all Allentown Fellowship Church? Come on, we're gonna we're gonna have everybody come up for Allentown Fellowship Church. Can we um just um can we just celebrate the Lord in, the, in this moment just to thank them? There's Ben, Amanda, you know, you guys can come this way, <laughs> you know, so that so you, people in Zoom can see you. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on, move, keep moving. <laughs> and um, we're we're so we're so my, uh, my heart is just so full right now. You know, just these are moments that we could either say thank God and just move on. I don't want to do that because you know it's been, you know how hard sometimes ministry is, but and to have a partner is so special. All in Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just just partners. Are two, Jesus sent them out two by two. That's just a, something that I've always felt. That's just the way God, God is companionship. The Lord, Lord knows I'm, I'm just deeply a person that needs companionship and I've had to discipline, but I love companionship. I'm not, a, I'm not a loner in that sense. And I found it very ironic that me being a, a, a person that, you know, just stresses companionship and to the point where people in my family, like, they already know me. Right? <laughs> like, if it's like 2 in the morning and we're playing it and somebody says they're going to bed, I'd be like, why are you going to bed? We're all together. I mean, are we not having fun? <laughs> you know, but, you know, 
So it was just one of those things where, you know, but the Lord disciplined us. And, um, and he disciplined me. He said, no, I want, you to, I want you to rely on me for these 10 years. And it was hard, but I'm so glad we got partners. Amen? You know, so glad that we have a partner. We could, we could, dream, we could dream together. We're going to suffer together. Right? We're going to ministry of suffering. Ministry of our tears oftentimes. These tears come for many years at prayer, right? This church was birthed out of tears. For many years at home praying that the Lord would raise up a church, you know. And tears, you know, for a man that God would bring a family, a couple. So um, I want, I'm going to, before we, we want to pray for them, but we do have some gifts. We have some gifts for each family represented here, and um, this is a this is a way of us saying we love you guys. We are we we're looking forward to growing our family with you guys, growing our sons together, and and um, what was that, Gian? Okay, so you guys got your flowers, you know, um, and um, and it, so it begins, right? This is the beginning, and um, I'm going to give you a few minutes to just share. I mean. They're tired of hearing me, and but you know, just share what, what this moment means to you at this, you know. And if you guys, anybody here from Valentine wants to share, or the church, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it open to like, you know, just share. You know, we're not in a rush. You know, let, let's let's enjoy this moment, um, and um, so let's just give a few minutes to that. Unconditional love. I don't often become speechful, as people know. But I, I am kind of like taken back, just kind of taking all this in. Um, when Monique and I left. have to walk and speak for myself is what you're saying. So my my heart is filled um, just to see what God is doing. As Pastor Manuel said, we, we've had so many times to talk together and it's like sometimes I leave and I'm like, you gotta say something. <laughs> you gotta be something. <laughs> Let me call Rich who works for Homeland Security, my brother. <laughs> have him run a thorough background <laughs>
again, my heart is thrilled. Uh, Hope, I, I, I thank you for your confidence, your trust. But it's ultimately not in me. I hope it's in God. Amen. And God using the means, the process to confirm that God is real. Amen. Because he's the one who's going to get the glory out of everything as your soul and your and your work together to proclaim Christ. Not only in the community, but among us. Amen. That we might grow and be strengthened in our faith. And that's my desire for hope, which is now us. Amen. <laughs> that we all might Almighty God we're responsible for you amen and I take that uh, as a, a thrill to be one of the shepherds amen. to shepherd your sheep amen 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 for the experience that both of you have made together. I have talked to both of you about worldly scenarios and questions and just asking for guidance. And I am very grateful for the way that you guys transformed the message to be able to be interpreted to not just me, but kids my age. If anything that Emmanuel might be a little stumped on, Juan, I've seen you reword it and put it better. You sound like you feel like you might have felt short. I see Emmanuel reinforce it. And again, to the same passage, you three kids definitely carry that message as a whole. And I'm just very grateful for these two people that have given me and the soul of my life.
that God's kids never receive spiritual understanding. Ask Him. Ask the Son of God. Ask Him. He's got secrets, and He's got They first go to the shepherd's hut and see what they find. I knew that there was um, three angels. There were angels about the way the guards were guarding them, and they were sure that this hut was only a new building because the shadows had already been there. Why not? And you may not like what you see. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's loading a lot. You don't see it. No, but so uh, some of you may have figured out now that I do like comedy. I love laughter. So I do have a sense of humor. Hopefully it will never people the wrong way. I try to be not be so uh, controversial with my laughter. The reason that sounds and a lot of people are crying is because my laughter is because I have to deal with pain. Something about laughter just makes me feel better. I embrace it any chance I can. I am happy to be here. I share more with people privately
says, good afternoon. Um, I, I say to you uh, with the slobber of my first child decorating my shoulder uh, that, I am, uh, that I am grateful to be part of this body because it became abundantly clear to Amanda and I that where we were, the building where we were situated, was not suitable for a little one. <laughs> My man. So I am grateful to be part of a building that opens its arms so wide for little ones. It brings me such joy every week to see the children worshiping our King. Such a blessing. So thank you. So this is a wonderful moment. I think these next few weeks for all of us to be praying, this is by ordained, this is a God moment. God has made this happen. For 10 years, it did not happen. I could have prayed until I was blue. I could cry and nothing happened. But on August 7th, 2022, it pleased God that we would have something a whole new experience that only he brought he brought it right so take this moment serious what are some ways that you can say okay god you did this why are you doing it and we all have our general reasons why you did it but he wants to speak that into every one of us why is god doing this he's not just doing this i'm a, i'm just answering the man I'm just answering Ronnie. Okay, really after that, really, I've, I've done my duty. That <laughs> God is not like that. He, he's moving strategically in answer to prayer for the sake of His great name. He always does everything for the increase of His name. So all of this means that God wants to increase His name more. And isn't that exciting? Because I guarantee you that if God did not, was not planning, this would not happen. Because if that's the criteria. He wants to glorify his name. He wants to glorify his name in more ways at Hope Community Church. And that means through you. Not just through me and Ron. Through you. Amen? We're, gonna, we're here to help you, equip you, so that you may glorify his name. So this is a holy moment. I don't want to be ignorant of what God, the, the God, is God is asking us. This, what you see here. Is God saying, he's calling us, right? He's calling us. He's, he's asking us more. Come on, seek me. I've strengthened you. And, you know, we don't do this with God, but the ball's on in our court. He answered prayer. He strengthened us. How are we, we going to respond to that? With gratefulness, joyfulness, and, and say, Lord, increase my focus in the kingdom of God. Amen?
And so for some of you might say, okay, how, what are some ways that I can take my spiritual game up a notch? Right? There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, take me up a notch. Lord, I don't want to just coast. Lord, how can you increase in me your purposes, your plans? Evangelism, Bible study, prayer. I'm going to bear my, my brother. I'm going to find out more about how my brothers are doing. I want to be involved. Amen? So th- I want this union to be for the glory of God, and I believe that God, that's God's intent to really increase our capacity so that his name, not the name of Pope, but that the name of Jesus Christ may be exalted among you and among those in our community. Amen? So let's stand up. Come on, kids. Let's stand up. Well, last time we're going to stand, and then after we stand, our little legs are going to go to the fellowship hall where there's a lots of food waiting for us. Uh, can anyone say amen to that? Can anyone say amen to that? Yeah. Uh, all right. But let's pray. All right, we're going to pray for the food, all right, so, so that when we get there, we can eat and have a great time, okay? So we have enough food for everybody. But we'll, let's take a moment and let's really, um, really make, make this a holy moment, and let's really invite the Holy Spirit to then now. He's done it. He's, I wanted to sing that song, but because of time, let the church say amen. Let the church Say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Again, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church. Say amen. I love that. I wanted to sing that. We did. But with instruments, <laughs> a little drum beat, and a little. <laughs> but God has spoken. And we say amen. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you. I love these moments. When we can stop and we can see your hand. We can see God in this moment. I can see you so clearly. You have made this moment come to pass. God has spoken. I thank you, Lord, for this moment. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for answering prayer. I thank you for strengthening our testimonies. I thank you for the partnership in the gospel that is going to be so beautiful, I believe. Because all that the Lord does is good. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and there's no sorrow. And yes, there will be challenges. Yes, there will be. But Lord, I believe that, Lord, this is good. And we're going we're, we're gonna to experience your goodness for many, many years to come as a testimony that what you do is good. And I thank you for this moment. And I pray, Lord, that all of this would bring glory to your name. That you would enable us to proclaim the gospel in a stronger way, in a more consistent way 
in a clearer way. Lord God, that all of this is so that we might be a light, oh God, in this community, that we might, oh God, as a church, Lord, just lift up Jesus Christ. Lord, in so many children, so many youth, so many, Lord, perishing God daily. We just want, Lord, we want to be an instrument of mercy, an instrument in the Redeemer's hands as a church. And I believe that this, this merging, this union, Lord, we know what the purpose is for the glory of God. And so I pray that, Lord, you would enable us, Lord, to be good stewards of this union, good stewards of this merging together, that we will care for one another. It's like when you bring a new baby into the home, Lord, there's, there's a new stewardship of love that is requested, God, of the family. In, of that. Lord, I pray that all of us, Lord, that we would, we, there would be a, a, an increased stewardship of love to care, to not take each other for granted. I'm so glad in that way, reason why we're so small. We can enjoy each other. We can appreciate it. Lord, if we had 400 people, we, it, would, it wouldn't even trickle. It wouldn't even measure in our emotional radar, Lord. But thank you that everyone matters. Individuals matter. Thank you so much. And I just pray I sanctify this merger, Lord, by your blood, by your purposes, we ask that you sanctify it, that you would enable us to accomplish the things you've, that you have in your heart for us to accomplish. There's a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion we need to have of what the future looks like in terms of ministry. And I pray for direction. I pray for guidance. I pray that there would be continual harmony, increasing harmony in our church. Oh, God, increasing harmony. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it, Lord, it's shocking, almost unanimous, oh God. And unanimous, God, of uh, just a, a recognition of what you're doing. And so we thank you for this moment. moment. We just lift up every member at, at, in AFC who's now part of our family. May they feel welcome. May they, may they know, Lord, that this is pleasing. And may you use them and release them to your purposes. And so we pray all of this for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And the whole church said, amen, amen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your patience. But that all I did was uh, increase the appetite. This was intentional. So you're gonna, you can now eat uh, with a little bit more fervor and passion, right? So let's all move towards the, um, oh, we forgot to pray for the food, so let's take a moment to thank God for the food. Amen? Let's take a moment to thank God for the food. Father, we pray a blessing on the food. Bless it. Bless our fellowship. Lord, bless, oh God, um, this moment, and let us rejoice in you. We pray this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. All right, we'll see you guys in Fellowship Hall.